This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right you see pictures right yeah favorite picture that's all you was was damn on your feed when i would take a look at you in a while back and you tell me how much you like all I'm, I'm a huge, first of all, I'm a huge comic book fan anyway. Yeah. So it's like a lot of this stuff I'm into. But yeah, what, what, what do you like about Harley Quinn? Oh, I love how freeing she is. She She's wild. She she does what she wants. Um, but the story, like, I like the some of the newer stuff of the cartoon of Harley. Um, how she finally breaks up with Joker and she's had enough of it. She's out on her own and she, she's even, I'm I'm so ready for that new season. Same. And she's repping the OG colors and she's not, she's not in the newer new school suicide squad, Harley. Like, um, What's that actress's name? She is beautiful, but you talking, talking about Kaylee Kuko or whatever her name, something like that from um from Big Bang Theory. That who do her voice? Yeah, yeah. That would do her voice, yeah. And it's and I really love Poison Ivy on that thing that she makes because she's just so sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so like I mean, I I liked her from the first time I saw her on the the the, the cartoons, what have you. Same. And, it's cr- and crazy how she went from she went into comic books and she went to basically have her own movie. Yeah, so. you know Harley was actually created the year I was born. Um, ninety six was the year that she came out and she jumped out of a cake because they didn't want Joker jumping out of the cake because it was too feminine. So they had her jump out of the cake and everyone loved her. So they put her in the comics after that. And it went from just a normal Harley Quinn outfit to they just sexed her up. But it, but I ain't gonna front, it fits though. Because I mean, to me it's, she was the perfect mate for the Joker. It's just funny how she transcended the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What else you into? Like, are you into sci-fi? Uh, uh yeah, I watch Stargate. Um, um, 
Star Wars. I've been watching the Boba Fett. I've just finished Boba Fett. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How much of a Star Wars fan are you before before I ask all these questions? <laughs> um so <laughs> I'm I love Star Wars. I, I really do. I, I'm <sighs> I'm probably going to disappoint all the nerds because I can't, I'm not good with like, I, I, I know like Yoda, Darth Vader, like I can, I can name some names, you know but basics. like I can't, you know I, yeah. I can't, <sighs> my ex-husband used to get in deep with the books and like bring out names that I've like, what, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I mean, so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like that. I I love Star Wars. I need to read the books. That's my problem. Is I haven't read the books yet. But what do you think of the series? What do you think of it? What do I think of it? Of which series? Of the series in general, or just the Boba Fett? Yeah, the Boba Fett series. I mean, oh, the Boba Fett. Uh, it started slow, but it actually was pretty good. Um, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I <laughs> I knew Groku had to choose, and I knew he was going to choose one because he he just he had to he had to choose the Mandalorian. He, he, could, he could like he could come <laughs> back. Like, you, you know can't, how you many can't have the Mandalorian without Groku. You can't. If Groku did, he can't. But you know how many of the people with the force leave the force and come back they just come back so you know he could yeah. always just come back to the force like listen he had to be with the mandalorian at least until the mandalorian no. i'm sorry i'm sorry it's just it's it wouldn't seem right if the mandalorian didn't have grogu to start season three I know, because I know. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of like not having Batman without Robin. You know what I'm saying? It just ain't going to hit right, you know? It's, and it's I was like, oh. Because, because it's the point that when he went to go see Grogu, I said, I right, yeah, they're bringing him back. Because it's the point I was kind of shocked that they really implemented the Mandalorian as much in the series as they did knowing that Mandalorian about to come out. Yeah. I'm thinking it's kind of like how DC did the uh, mesh up with the Flash, the Arrow, and Supergirl, how they were inside the same series. Like, I think it's going to be kind of like that. So, like, I mean, for, for what I'm understanding, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you you're going to have a lot to look at because what they got coming from series to movies that I'm understanding and everything. And No, I plan to get a lightsaber. They just say that. Oh, yeah. I need a lightsaber I, myself, I, too. I, I plan to get one. I've already been scoping. It's just crazy. I'm in my damn 40 talking about getting a fucking lightsaber. What, what color me. lightsaber are you getting, though? <laughs> I'm a Sith. So... What would you think? <laughs> I thought about getting the gold, but it, 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 okay, like this. I identify with the Sith more than the Jedi. Yeah. Because when I actually look at it, both of them is fucked up in their own right. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, true. True. They, they both are fucked up. You know, it's just. One is more fucked up than the other. <laughs> so, but it's like, 
did you not feel that you can't have emotion to govern your life while I feel otherwise? You know, apparently now I would never go as far as try to take over the world and shit and, and all I, that shit. I wouldn't you know? say I'm dark side or light. I'm more of a gray mm-hmm. little um, chaotic neutral. Because I knew the Sith you just attract me because when I started reading their history, and I was like, wait a second, they got some cool characters. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I'm like, these, these people are fucked up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jeez. I'm talking about some of the shit. I'm like, if the Jedi could do half what the Sith did, yeah. that'd be scary. And they can. They just choose not to. But I'm like, <laughs> like some of the Sith laws I read about, I'm like, God, you just... <laughs> Why was that evil, man? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But shoot. But hold on, hold on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. You know what it is. I'm the host. The sponsors, Excite Bunny, RisersMagazine.com, as well as LSWorld.com. Um, proud member of the GW District. Black Podcasting Network. Also get some shopping done. Go to shopgwdistrict.com. Buy black, support black businesses, build a black commerce, and create generational wealth. And check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com. Now, tell everybody who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to start, uh, when I first got interested in my porn career, I was very young. It was the first time I saw a Playboy magazine. I saw the centerfold and I wanted to be that girl. I knew from that day that that's what I wanted. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I was going to do it. Um, I didn't think much on it until I started dancing when I was 18. And then when I was right before turning 19, here I was 18. Um, I met Kitty Cum, and she was a big-time fetish porn content creator here in Jacksonville, Florida. And she taught me everything I know about production, um, how to hold a camera, the angles that you need, uh, scripts, uh, what um, prices should be. Uh, She taught me everything I know. And I went from that, and I just kept learning. And I cammed a lot. I was major cam girl for MFC for a while. Um, while doing that, I regularly shot some porn with Stady Sharp. I don't know what she goes by now. She changed her porn. But... I shot a lot of content with her, which is still on my mini vids, and um, worked with my ex-husband uh, as well. He he restricted me. He wouldn't let me work with male models. He only would allow me to work with females. So for the entirety of my marriage, I just cammed and did um, girl-on-girl and fetish content. Um, but I got a divorce about a year and a half ago, and 
after some time of getting on my feet on my own, I met my poly partners, people that I fell in love with, and they're helping me with my dream, and also they're models in the business now that I've roped them into. <laughs> I didn't really rope them into it. They, they just kind of were like, I want to do that too. <laughs> so now we're... We're gonna be starting our own business, and I'm gonna be a porn producer, and I'm. I'm pretty yeah, I'm gonna tell you what's interesting, right? Because I've done umpteen interviews, and the one caveat is, it's always the girl leaves bad marriage relationship, and she's free. She's free. She's ready to play this note. I had to say, I ain't like to suck dick when I was married, but when I, I got that goddamn marriage, I can't stop sucking dick right now. <laughs> I feel like that's the truth. <laughs> it's it, it just crazy. It just it just crazy like that. So, um, being that, okay, let's let's go back into well, just for business purposes for the marriage. Um, with the camera and the girl on girl or what have you. Um, yeah. How did you find the girls to work with? And two, like, how did you pick the sites that you were going to camera on? How did you move in that world as, as far as camera? Well, I mostly cammed at home. I had an at-home studio. We typically had a two-bedroom house. or Well, we had a three-bedroom house at one point in time. But we had a two-bedroom apartment. And it was my best friends that uh, I knew locally that cammed. And I got them to help cam with me and I hosted shows at my house and my cam room that had a pole and it was all set up just for camming and that's where I did all my production was in in my own home because we didn't have children I still don't have any children so I just you know you can't have that in the business and it just it's been freeing to be able to just work freely from home so, um, <clears throat> would you, well, wait, wait, that's good because you ain't had that many distractions, nope. um, to deal with, with Kenny or Cam. So, um, during that time, how often did you cam, you know, period? And what campsites, and how did you pick the campsite that you wanted to use the most? What process did you go by for that? Well, you want to be completely honest how I got started into camping? <laughs> it was actually quite funny. Um... I I was a dancer and I had done production work, only production work, video work. And she had talked about camming, but we had never done it. And I went on sexy jobs and someone tried to get me on Chatterbait and I didn't really like the setup. But when I got introduced to my ex-husband's mom, my ex-mother-in-law, uh, she was a cam girl herself, and she showed me MFC, and I I got on MFC under a studio under her name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, it, it, well that, that's a cool ass mother-in-law. Um, yeah. Damn. To say the least. Yeah, I'm sitting here watching you twerk, shake that ass in front of the pole and shit. Very nice ass on me, and um, so with the webcamming, um, how much of a base did you build up with the webcamming? Because um, 
I'm pretty sure by the time when you did transition to boy girl, you had a base that probably was hungry for it anyway. Yeah, I I had mm. over 600 followers before I started boy girl. Mm. So, um, and but I I have I think over a thousand followers on Instagram that mm. follow me. Um, and sometimes some of them follow me on Twitter. But I have quite a few, quite a few fans that were just hungry to see boy girl. Yeah, and because ready. We, yeah, because being that you was like camming for the most part and doing girl girl, camming is a different element than that of content because it's live in real time. Yep. So that means you have to be entertaining. That means you have to play to a live crowd to a certain extent. So that so be it that you was probably decently successful in that, like I said, you kind of built up a base that when you made that transition, they was already there to buy it. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah, and fresh off the box. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it it gave me a little footing in the door to open up that door a little wider to have more more cells on. Like I I. I feel like my my stores from my OnlyFans to my mini vids, my I want clips, they've all like ever since I've posted some boy girl content, like it it's been like people have been fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they want to see that that big booty and them big titties get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. They didn't see you with girls the whole night. So how did you pick the girls that you worked with during your webcam days? Um, most of them were just friends I knew. Uh, I got them into camming, so they they worked with me. I showed them the ropes. <laughs> oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I get you. I get you. So now we drip into the boy girl side of things, and um. Who was your first your first boy girl shoot with? My first boy girl shoot was actually Asher Auburn. Okay, okay, okay. But um, major production that wasn't at home my own production because that was yeah. me shooting. Um, paid work was Jay Playhard. Okay then, okay then. So, alright, we're gonna unpack both of these scenes if you don't mind. Okay. All right. Alright, now with your first boy girl scene, um, how did you meet him and to what were some of the things that he did to help from the time that y'all chit chatted online to y'all meeting before the scene to help you feel comfortable and feel good about working with him and also to get the best out of you shoot wise? Well, I actually started talking to the producer, not him, to okay, start. Okay. Um, and the producer's name's actually Jay as well. And so I met, um, Jay through Hectate, um, on Snapchat because I was a premium girl on Snapchat for a while. I still am. I, I run that sometimes, but, um, the thing is I met Hectate and he did work in Tampa and he does a lot of his own content create creating and, they hooked me up with Jay, the producer, and Jay asked if I had any male talent available to work with, and I said no, that I didn't know at the moment, um, and he introduced me to Jay, and Jay started texting me and sent me pictures, and he 
just started talking to me and asking me like my hard limits and what I didn't like and what I wasn't okay with. And like he he considered in, like my like how I felt about the shoot and that beforehand. But um the day that I got there, he was very friendly, he hugged me and we got the paperwork out of the way and right beforehand he's like if I go too hard and hurt you or start to hurt or anything like that, just squeeze my leg two times or something like that. I was up and he was very kind and gentle and I didn't have to do any of that because he, he just knew what he it was a very pleasant So, and, um, with that, like, it, going in, because it was your first boy-girl scene, how nervous was you, what, what was your thought process walking in? I was nervous, because I was like, what if, um, he goes in too deep and starts to hurt mid-scene, and I can't help that I, I look like I'm in pain or something, and I was like, well, no, <laughs> like... I don't need to worry about that. I'm pretty sure he'll be considerate. And I'm like, okay. I was just a little worried. Um, but I, I knew what I was doing because, like, I've I've had quite a few sexual partners in my life. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I'm... I know I can handle to an extent so much, but I know that some people, um, their cocks are just way too long. And it, it just it hits the back the wrong way, or or you get the one that wants to just hit the back constantly. Like, see, that's that's why I tell you know uh, male times you got to learn how to read the room, read the woman. You yeah. Know, period. Um, I like the, the back man hit sometimes, but like sometimes man, like, it hurts. You gotta <laughs> yeah. ease up on it. <laughs> Yeah, for real, because it, that's why, it, it, like, with, with, with these new towns, they want to pound for, like, 15 minutes, and they don't understand, change up the pace, slow it, long dig it, you know what I'm saying? Um, Because the simple fact that it gives her rest, it's just, it's it's little tidbit things that make the scene and help the scene. That yeah, and some of those long strokes do better shots. Yeah, because they want to see how much you take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they be like, is she taking the six inch or is it actual eleven? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. Um, so um, now hold on, I lost my train of thought. Talking about long stroking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good so, time. So um, let's move on to play hard. That was your first paid gig. Now, what was the differences in that shoot versus the first shoot that you did? Oh, well, play hard was my first actual shoot. Um, the shoot that I, my first boy girl shoot, I was just doing it for only And it was Asher Auburn and it was just at home. And we set up, my lighting and my camera and we had already been sexually active together so we kind of knew each other's bodies like how to feel it's just I had to teach him different angles and how to um, pay attention to where the camera's at doing things because you want to get the perfect shot but um, other than that it went very smoothly 
with Asher because we we were already intimate. We already knew each other's bodies, and it wasn't like I just jumped into it without knowing. So shoot, and um, with um, the shoes that you have done with Jay Playhawk, I know he does his shit very strong, professional wise. What's some of the things that you learned from him that you put to your own personal stuff? Well, we went to Panama, and he, because first shoot, yeah, we went to Panama, and we we got an Airbnb, and we did a whole production house shoot, and we had a bunch of models there, and I learned some tips and tricks and some lighting things that he does, and, like, um, it went really smoothly. There was Savvy G there, and Savannah Star, um, the TT. We had there was there was a lot a lot of models there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but we all it was it was a good time. They they taught me a lot of things that I knew already knew, but didn't really know. Like they just showed me tips and tricks. Yeah, you were saying earlier that since you did the boy girl, that things have picked up for the most part. Yeah, Um, I gained almost 400 followers. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you you fucking and you think you're sexy and you have a look that stands out, so you check all the boxes. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) But, um, but the thing of it is, is um, with the boy girl now that what I got put this. How should someone step to you? They say every male time want to work with you. What he need to bring to the table? How he need to step to you to for you to be like? Yes, I'll be willing to work with you for content. Well, first and first, first and foremost, you got to be up to date with your testing. You got to make sure your STD. That's first foremost step <laughs> to working yeah. with me. But uh, come to me with uh, your Twitter, I guess, or if you're on Twitter or whatever social media you're on, at least some of your content so that I can see who you are. If you're just a blank profile, I'm not going to really respond to you because I'm not going to just work with someone I don't completely know at all. But uh, talk to me like a human being. Actually, like message me, be nice, ask me about my hard limits. Um, don't make it seem like you're just doing it to jerk off. Because I know we're all doing it to jerk off. But like, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a line of professionalism <laughs> that you yeah. need to keep when you're asking to do work. And I do paid, um, booked sessions. I do trade work, so content creators that want to do trade work, we both get content out of it. Great weekend. We can book an Airbnb together, split the cost, something like that. That's you know? what I'm talking about there. Some of these girls don't want to split the cost, don't want to pay for a sandwich. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I if I'm going alone and I it, it's me alone, um, I don't mind. Well, I would I would like to be either 
paid shoot or travel and hotel covered. But if I'm doing an Airbnb, I want I want my models to come with me, which are my partners as well, my poly partners, my models and partners in my business, that we can all get content together so we can run an Airbnb and split the cost will be cheap between the three of us and whatever models that we're getting a $200 Airbnb turns to like 40, 50 bucks a person. Like it, it, it makes it easier for everyone and we can all shoot content and get as much content as possible. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Because I mean, from looking at, um, your feed and different type of content, you make it a point to get variety in what you do. Have you? Um, how do you come up with the different type of scenes that you do for your OnlyFans and, and your mid-bids and your sites and stuff? Well, my OnlyFans, it has some of my actual well-put-together with my camera and my lighting videos. Um, I'll throw a couple of those up every so often just to give everyone a little bit of appreciation for being on um, but most of my OnlyFans is just pictures and uh, minute-long videos that I've taken with my phone, which is good quality because it's iPhone 13. So. <laughs> because, 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 because to me, I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. We keep it honest on my on, on my on my podcast. <clears throat> you have a, a you have a what I call comedian level, okay? And what that means is you can fit many different boxes. Yes, I can. To the, the point to the point of business. Because, like, I'm sitting here looking at you, sitting here looking like a tomboy with the red hair and the hat. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's like, you know, um, and everything. Because it's like, I don't know how long you have been doing the boy-girl stuff, but it's kind of like, I'm surprised that you ain't tapped into the cosplay bag yet. Uh, oh, I'm going like, to. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying, role-play and stuff. What's some of the type of scenes that you want to have attached to your brand as a porn star? Well, I already have one attached to my brand really, really heavily because a lot of my followers from camming all like the femdom and pegging sissy stuff. So a lot of my stuff is going to be fetish. And when it comes to fetish, you can go anywhere because anything can be a fetish. Rule 34. Anything and everything can be a fetish, honey. And so... um that that's that's mainly where I'm headed towards fetishes, and I'm thinking about doing a video series segment on how to properly top and bottom or cement and dominate. What the difference between those are, like a kind of BDSM 101 type thing. So yeah. I'm going to be doing a lot of different fetishes and. That that can be because I'm a switch. I I can dominate and I can submit, and that can be aspects from vanilla style porn to getting facial being dominated and degraded. Yeah, and, because because you tap into that facet of porn is actually very lucrative, and it's also uh, how can I put this? It's it's lucrative at the same time. It's it's it's, it's a, a small niche, mm-hmm. and 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 being that you practice it, 
because everything that you're doing is authentic, because you know this and I know this from being in the lifestyle, they can smell that fake shit from by the way. And it would oh, not yeah. say So <laughs> so and, and how long you been practicing in the lifestyle? My boyfriend when I was thirteen years old started me with knife play and so Oh, you yes, hardcore so. with it. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, damn, you a pain. Are we a pain strike? so yes um i i got started pretty young with (laughs) fetish and i only started going to fetish parties after i turned 18 when i met kitty come she took me to my first fetish party and ever since then on my birthdays, I had a whole fetish party hosted for my birthday where I got put up on the cross and spanked. I've been put in a um, sealed um, playtime. So I would have had fun uh, feeling with you. Oh my God. I've been suspended with rope. I've been flogged. I've yeah, been I saw that. I was sitting there like, I was just looking at your feet. I said, damn, I would have had fun feeling with you because just. <laughs> Gambit the scenes I could have done with you from BDSM to bondage to even the role play scenes that I come up with. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because seriously, can you to the point well, that I see that? Get back. <laughs> uh, uh, so many, see that what I'm saying? See, y'all, y'all women just make it hard for me to be retired. Damn it! Because me being a dom, I that, that's one thing I missed was this, the 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 bondage scene, the BDSM scenes. Especially yeah. if she's a, especially a female that was a pain slut that could take it. Oh God, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I also see that oh, you you dibble with Twitch also. So yes, I I game, and when I game, I keep it strictly. Well, I have it set to mature audience, so I can cuss and and say some profanity, but I don't I don't get sexual on there. I I just keep it straight video games and. I play, but when I get on cams, I also stream the game sometimes through OBS on cams. Well, I mean, and I, you really ain't got to do much with them big pretty titties, but that, that's another <laughs> conversation for another day. But go ahead, I'm sorry. But yeah, I put in my uh, Lush and I do the tokens, the tips, and my cams, and I play my game, or I do it just in hoodies and baggy clothes. Sometimes I'll wear a, a tank top that reps my clan for my game. Um, but I, I typically don't really show my tits that much when I'm on the game. It's just the other side of me, the little chillax, you know, gamer girl that just wants to hang out and play her video games. But I made some money off of that, made some followers. I'm only at 150 followers on there, but... I mean, but you made some followers. You feel what I'm saying? Because the, the gaming industry, which is funny, I got to do an interview with somebody that's attached to it, um, is literally special for females, you know, period. Because they like watching y'all play, you know, period. Whether y'all made up or necessarily not. So you're basically attracting two different fan bases, Okay. Explain to me, explain to the people the difference in the Twitch fan base versus the fan base that you deal with with the webcamming or the porn and the whole nine. Because because that's very interesting because 
you're doing it in two different facets, two different ways. You feel me? Yeah. Um, a lot of my Xbox friends and clanmates know that I'm in porn, but they're all over 18 and they're all, um, it's an adult only clan. Um, but the people I play with, they don't know anything about it. They just know that I'm a Twitch streamer. And they kind of like my name, Cole King. They they laugh at it sometimes, but they, um, my gamer tag is Queen Demonica, so it's completely not obvious to them who I am. So I I just I play and I I find that if I'm too sexual on there, people don't take me seriously. Yeah. So I I keep adult humor. But I, I keep it to a limit. Um, but I just have fun. I play games. I suck at games. <laughs> I just keep dying and trying again. But you know what? I'm getting better as I go. And no, she's like, she just so cute. She can't play for shit, but she's just so cute. I just love watching her. <laughs> yes. It's, it's kind of like that. But like then there's some shit that I'm doing. And I'm like, people are like, oh, my God, did you just see that? Like, what? And so, like, it's a hit or miss with me. There's, there's some shots that I can pull off that are really crazy with a bow on Destiny, and then they're they're like, oh, shit. And then you watch me die, like, five times over right after that. Like, <laughs> 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 and I'm just laughing the whole way. <laughs> oh, my God. But see, here's the interesting part. How do you balance all this? Oh, it's very, uh, huh. I haven't been and, on Twitch. Because, because, and, because we talking about Twitch, your porn, your webcam, and I, I, I take it your relationship. Yep. And I have, I am actually dating three, three people. It was four, but I recently, uh, I, I kind of, I, I just let them know that it was a little too much on my plate with everything that's going on. And, um, how many relationships I had, and I just needed to focus on bring it back and focus on the one. But um, I I have three three relationships: Little Leo, Panda Waifu, and Asher Auburn. I brought them all into porn. Little Leo is still starting up; he hasn't got his profiles all started, but we're going to be doing videos with him and getting some content out of him shortly um it's it's a time crunch i've been doing a lot of production here lately um it's slowed down on my cams um i'll be getting on twitch now that the dlc for destiny has came out um i'll be doing that throughout the week when i'm at home not doing much but between time of editing shoots and camming and like doing all this myself, I feel like I need to start getting people to like do some things. <laughs> like, hey, hey, I mean, I'm saying me. <laughs> you wear many hats, which is a great segue to you know what time it is, people. It's that time of the show where the pussies go dry and the dicks go limp. Let's talk about the business. <laughs> because yep. you're an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you actually, your brand, and, and and I'm saying this, yeah, your brand is very expanded. 
Yep. So let's talk about first the ups and downs of the business, especially on the money. Because people think that we make a shitload of money all the time. You always hear the news. Yeah, this person made six figures, a high six figures with OnlyFans. But that's not always true. No, it's you know, not. Period. People don't understand the work we go through. So speak to the ups and downs of the money. How hard this business is and how much work it really takes. Well, to be completely honest with you, in the time that I've had OnlyFans, which I could actually pull it up right now, um, in the time that I've had OnlyFans, which I think it was 2008, we'll see. Give me one second. Is she about to tell us what the hell she made on OnlyFans? Girl, you ain't got to do No, I ain't going to just tell you exactly what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell she... you one thing real quick. I'm going to tell you estimate. Tell you okay. what. Tell okay. you what. Okay. Is this... This is exclusive, people. This is exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm in the top 46% of creators on OnlyFans. I have about 10 followers uh, a month for the OnlyFans, typically, here recently. And from the time I've had it, uh, I can't... 2018. July of 2018, from the time I've had it, I've I've brought in about three thousand around there. So okay. from two thousand eighteen to now, and I'm only forty six percent of creators. So I'm hoping to be in the top ten percent eventually. But now, that, now, that's now, only that OnlyFans. Speaks, but that, yeah, but see, yeah, that, that speaks to OnlyFans. When you hear the girls talk about the percentages that they are, if you know the business, you know percentages. And you in the top forty. You get what I'm coming from? I, I'm not gonna say anything. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, period. But but go ahead, what you about what else you were about to say? But that's only OnlyFans. You gotta think if these girls are actually out there doing production work and whether they're getting paid for production work or it's trade production work. And if it's trade, what what are they selling their videos at? Which um Everyone has different prices for videos, and fetish sells more than uh, normal stuff because you can price it a little higher. But it doesn't mean that it's selling constantly all the time. It's it's a gross over time. It it builds up funds over time. One video might make you two hundred bucks, but or six hundred depending on the video or how much you have it priced. But that could be within the first year, or it could be within five years there's some videos on mine that haven't sold but three times in the five years that they've been up like it just depends on what crowd and what video they're wanting to see yeah yeah because um the the thing of it is is one you don't make a million off of one video is an accumulation of different videos and sales. You want quality, but you also want quantity because the more you have, the more likely mm-hmm. one of them is going to sell. Yeah, but see, but, but see, in your situation, you in a unique—not I say unique, but in well, not average situation. Say that you actually have multiple ways of making money within this trade. 
You get where it comes from because you have webcamming, you do content, you do paid gigs. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like it goes to the thing I always say: the girl that does it all has the most chance to make the most money. Hey, you might even go back and hit the pole if you want to. I'm just saying. Yeah, I've <laughs> thought about that. I've actually thought about that for some of the nights that I'm home alone, and I'm like, wait a second, I could be making money right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even to the point with Twitch, you made money with Twitch. So it's like, how important is it for you to expand your brand? That your brand, and how proud are you? And how do you feel about the fact that you have expanded your brand to that it's actually headed to like a mainstream type scenario? Because even with the Twitch and the gaming, because well, gaming is lucrative. Shit, you might fuck around and get asked to come to some game conventions and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be actually going to a convention, not for gaming, but for porn uh, in July, Exotica in Miami. Okay. So I'll be there, but um, the thing is, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully I do make it mainstream, like where everyone knows my name. That'd be cool. Like, I, I'm, I know the money's going to come. I'm, I'm not worried about money. I'm worried about making a strong fan base. I want I want my fans to know that I care about them and that I want them to see the content that I'm actually putting thought behind my content. I'm making my content customized to their fetishes and what they're into and what they like. And there's a little bit of something for everyone out there that if they stumble across me, like I'll have the content for, you know? Yeah, you, you give the people what they want. How big is your boobies? <laughs> 38 double D. Yeah, and they sit up very, very, very nice or what have you. And um, for you, what what is your fans like the most, the titties or the booty? Because you oh have both. Oh, my God, they love both. Oh, my God, they don't. They can't stop watching me twerk. They want to see me twerk <laughs> all the time. But when they start seeing my titties jiggle, I don't, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Coin toss. It, it depends on the person whether they're an ass man or a dick guy. Like it just depends. Yeah, if I was in there just watch you with the uh because I'm pretty sure you did very well in the strip club. Cause I can see you can actually dance, you can move your ass and shit like that and twerk. I was like, look at her. I was like, she booty clapping everything. I'm like, all right. All right, <laughs> I see you and shit. Let me get some ones out that motherfucker. <laughs> so it because it's like this, and I always ask females that, because you went from being a stripper, being on camera, to to now doing porn, you know, period. Um, what did you take from, what did you take from stripping that you have applied to everything that you've done so far? Cause I know it's something that you have learned from doing that because that also is another different level because now I have to entertain live in color and in person. Yeah. Okay. So I say the biggest thing that I've taken from dancing to porn is angles and how to move your body. It's um uh biggest thing because I I've gotten compliments from Kitty. Come, um, she she looked at me and she goes, I don't know what it is, but dancers they just know know how to arch their back perfectly for the yeah. pictures and the camera angles and everything like that. You know how to 
you know how to move, you know how to place your body in um, sexy positions and and get better footage. And flexibility. Dancing has given me some really good flexibility. I can put my feet up behind my head. It, it's a fun time. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And, I mean, you know how to work the camera. You're very photogenic. I love your pics. You're gorgeous, babe, for real. And like I said, even to the point when you... Then when I said with a chameleon, like I was like I've seen the picture where you had changed your hair color, and um, it's like you look good in any hair color. It's just like okay, she she give you different looks. <laughs> yeah. Which which is pretty cool or what have you? Have you had anyone told you that before? Uh no, actually I've never had anyone tell me that I'm a chameleon, but I I kind of like that. <laughs> that yeah, does I mean, suit me because I punk rock to to to. To the cheerleader. I mean, I'm just saying. Is I could, that kind of, yeah. <laughs> <is> that kind <laughs> of spectrum. <laughs> oh, my God. So, now I got to ask you this because I talk about everything on here. Because you mentioned that you were poly, right? We had a conversation yep. when you come to poly. And, of course, poly has now become the thing. Yeah. So, like, everybody wants to do the shit and what have you. What have you learned from poly that you would tell people that you're there, think about doing poly, looking at doing poly, they need to know before they walk into that world. Oh boy. Uh, there's a lot of things I could say, but the biggest <laughs> thing, the biggest thing, number one, number one, and you hear this in any relationship, is communication. You gotta talk, and you gotta talk about things you don't wanna talk about. You gotta talk. If you don't talk and you hold it in, then you're just making ripple waves for everyone else. You you gotta talk. You gotta you gotta let it out. You gotta if something's upsetting you, you gotta let it out and be honest. Um, but there's this thing where is it okay? For example, I I saw this TikTok video. This girl giving advice, poly advice, and it's it's very fitting. It's something everyone should know. For example. We're going to say Jenna and James. All right. So James comes up to Jenna and says, hey, I'd like to go um, spend some time with uh, Carly for the night and see her for a couple days because she's not going to be in town anymore. And I'd really like to do that. And Jenna just says, yeah, sure. Go, go do it. And then in the morning, Jenna's throwing shade and she's upset and she's jealous and she's She's pissed off at him, and she she's being passive aggressive. Like, what did I do? Well, instead of just saying, yeah, go do it, Jenna should have just waited said, hey, can I have a little bit of time to think this over? Think about it. See what's truly upsetting you, and then say yes or no. And you don't really have to get permission from your partners. You need to have respect enough to ask them if it's okay to do things like not not like in a controlling fashion but in a in a respectful mutual if it ever gets to a controlling situation then that's just not a healthy relationship but um just simply hey i'm wanting to spend the night with someone is that okay how do you feel about this and talk. Yeah, because sometimes, talk. because sometimes people will say yeah just to see if you go do it, and they have an issue with it. And that's toxic. Whether it's 
poly or monogamous. That's just toxic Regardless, in general. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, I, like I tell anybody with color poly is, you better make sure that the core relationship is strong enough to handle anything outside of it. If it's not strong, you don't need to bring nobody else into the mess. Well, the thing is, I didn't start with just one relationship. Well, I did, but I, I, I met all three of them within three months. Like, mm-hmm. I started dating Panda Waifu August 17, 2021. Then I started dating Asher Auburn in September... 20th and then I started dating little Leo in December 1st of 2021 um, so all three of them were in the same few months and they all get along really well and the way I did it is before going on a date I, I told the partner that I was already with and when it was when I had two partners I told both of them who I was already with. Hey, I'm starting to be interested with this person. I'd really like to get to know them. Is it okay if I go out on a first date? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's perfectly fine. They, they were actually kind of excited for me each time that I um, went out with someone new. Um, but like I, I had a couple of failed dates before I met the people that I loved. Um, there was a couple times where went out with someone and they were just wanting to fuck me and they just they were they were poly but they were monogamous and they didn't want me to be with it like it was a whole thing and like so and, yeah because because it's it to me for it to work the other person has to have the option and the ability to play outside too meaning that it, it has to be an equal foot it has to be some type of equality there yeah, yeah, and it's, with our relationship, they, they are more than welcome to go and have a one-night stand with someone who's tested for STDs, like, you know, go have one night out with someone, but our poly relationships are mostly relationships. We actually look for someone to date and be with for a long extended period of time, not just a fling overnight. So, yeah, even though we have the freedom to go just fuck who we want, um, it's more we're we're trying to base it off of relationships and who who would um, complement the poly family that we already have. Like, Panda is starting to date this guy from Ohio, and he's He's slowly being meeting everyone and everything like that. Yeah, here's the question I got to ask you because you know, my, on my podcast I ask the hard questions. Okay. Now being that you poly and of course you're you're you and you also do porn with your partners. Um, yeah. how much y'all have to adjust y'all sex life now that y'all in the business, especially if, especially in your situation. Because you're planning to move forward in your career to where you're shooting with top talent companies in the whole nine or something like that. Well, we we've talked and comfortability levels, like everyone has agreed that they're they're okay with me shooting any type of porn that I'm liking or wanting to do or venture out to do. Um, our sex life when when I go out of town and 
an, um, uh, Panda Waifu, Asher Auburn are dating as well. They date each other, so they they have the time with each other. But little Leo, he he doesn't get as much time with me. So I feel like they they all want more time, um, and that's the only thing really affecting everything is that I'm so busy all the time. But I still get, and it's like like I might not have sex with anyone for like two days but then one day I'm having sex with all three of them in the same day like and I'm worn out and they're all like I'm ready to go for round two and I'm like I just went three rounds like let's <laughs> that's the downside of Polly when you're dating three separate people and they're not dating each yeah. other is that you just yeah. went three rounds and they want another round <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's yeah. I tell people it's anything that you do have is hang up. It's always a catch one to no matter what, good or bad. You know, everything. So now I have to ask you because I know that um when you say you went to Philly, you had recently went with, with, with my man Fizzy. I yeah. Think, right? Yeah. yeah and uh, and tell me how it was like working with him and stuff. Because uh, I'm gonna definitely bring him to the show and and plus, you know what I'm saying, he he's like he's a cool dude. And um I said and as he doing some good stuff. So um Tim I was work with him. It was really good working with him. Um he was very straightforward. He paid for the whole hotel and the, the flight ticket there. He was very professional. Um I I got the paperwork for him for and canned paperwork because he was gonna do it electronically, but I felt it'd be easier for in hand paperwork. Just for my comfortability. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much con. There was no real conflict between me and him. It was just all smooth. Um, I feel like we could have got a little more production work done, uh, more videos than what we got. But I feel like all in all, it was a successful trip, and we got some good content out of it. It was mostly POV stuff, but. That's the type of stuff that he likes to shoot. So everyone got their style of what what works for their company. Yeah, and yeah. Their fan base, you know what I'm saying? Period. Um, and the POV works for him, so that's. Oh yeah, I mean, cause that, don't get twisted. I, I had it all: POV, camera guy, all that shit. I, I, I get. I left no money on the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like doing it all too. But that's that's the only thing. Like I wanted to do some other stuff, but like we just ended up doing POV. That that's the only thing I gotta say. But like other than that, it was it was a really good good experience, good shoot. I uh, shoot with him again. He's a good contact to have. I, even though he's he just started in August, it was but but uh contact to have yeah because shit because you because you because that might be a shoot that you might can have when you go to miami or even you go to new jersey you know what i'm saying to exotica around that time yeah i know i'm trying to get my ass one of these exotica so i mean if i catch you if i have to go to miami i catch you we're gonna do a video podcast okay sounds good change. so but um yeah i'm sorry i'm curious to see how far you go with this? Because, <laughs> well, because, like I said, I mean, honestly, um, 
you you like I said, you're touching your base is growing because of how you're doing it. You yeah. know, period and everything. Um, especially with you tapping into Twitch and the gaming and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a scene where you getting fucked while playing a game. I'm pretty sure that's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. I'm pretty sure that I'm just curious to see what else you damn do, especially on the damn anime on, on the anime front. Because um, have you had any ideas of what anime character that you might would like to try to do? Well, I have a cartoon character that I'm gonna do, but I also have a couple of anime characters that I want to do. One of the oh, cartoon okay. ca- the cartoon Talk character I'm cartoon gonna character. do is Raven. Okay. From Teen Titans. Ooh, ooh, ooh! <laughs> She's my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm imagining, then, I'm imagining you in the, the yeah. You think too? Oh <laughs> shit! Uh, <laughs> All right, and then of course I gotta do Harley Quinn, which I already have a Harley Quinn onesie that I wear, but like I gotta do a real Harley Quinn. Um, and then I'm gonna do Hinata from Naruto. Gotta love a sexy Hinata with the fishnet undershirt that just shows all the sexiness. Um, and the headband around her neck, like sexy little slave, ready, ready to be taken. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing some Hinata. Um, and then probably some Urza because she got some Dom energy. Like she, she's real dom energy from Fairy Tale Urza. So um, I got some animes. I'm trying to see the the anime. Uh, Cause I only seen like one girl, a few girls do it, but the, the girl had the big scissors. I can't think was the kill the kill. I think. Oh, kill kill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I it, like that outfit was smoking to me. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. That that would look cute too. I'd never thought about kill to kill. Because I, I was always thinking about my favorite animes, but I love Kill to Kill because I watched it. And then I repeatedly. saw one where a girl did, uh, um, God dang, uh, what is it? Fall of the Titans? Damn, what is it? Ah, the Titan. Titanfall? Yeah, Fall of the Titans or something like that. Fall of the Titans. Um, yeah, she had the actual outfit that the soldier be wearing. I said, damn. I mean, some of the, 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 the anime, some, it, it's, it's anime out there that people don't think about and they fuck and the people don't fuck with they will be hot to be dead. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I'm sorry. I like me even to like one of the ones I wanted to do was uh the one from Star Wars and then superhero wise, but <laughs> see it it it'd be too much explaining and people wouldn't have understood it and they'll be like, wait a second, why is red hood black? <laughs> okay. But it, you know what I'm saying? Cause I like Red Hood. He's like one of my favorite characters, especially from the Batman family. Yeah. And, um, I yeah, love Red cause, Hood. Yeah, because I actually kind of glad they did him right last season of Titans. Uh, okay. I, yeah. Because I, 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 I was about to say, yeah, they, they better not fuck that up. That's a good ass character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Red Hood is really good. Have you seen yeah. Under the Red Hood, or is that the movie Under the Red Hood? Oh, you talking about the anime? The, the, the animation yeah. one? Yeah, the I've, one seen, where... I've seen all of them. All yeah, of them. that was really good. That was a really good movie. 
Yeah, it's I, I think I wish they would do more with him on the animation front. You know, period. Um because even to the point like I was gonna say he was Deadpool of DC. No, he's he's not. There's actually that the, the new the, the dude the vindicator that's on the peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> he's more like Deadpool. Actually worse, but that's a tough enough story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it's like I said, it's, it's a lot of bad things they can get into. Like I said, I don't see nobody do white canary or black canary. Um like one of my favorite ones was actually Power Girl. That shit was hot. Ooh, yeah. I can imagine that. So but like I said, with me I wanted it to be like Red Hood, it, it would have been if I was Red Hood, it was Red Hood from the universe I was from with Harley Quinn from Dish from Earth One, I guess. If I yeah. did it. You know, period. And then the Star Wars one, I well, you ain't gonna know who the hell this is, but Star Wars people is Darth Nihilus. Oh, okay, I do know who Darth Nihilus is. Yeah, he's 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 actually my favorite Sith Lord. Oh, okay. Because he's okay. the most fucked up one out of all of them. <laughs> That's but probably I mean, why I know him is because my ex-husband like told me about him. It's probably why I know him. Hey, I'm sorry. You, you absorb the energy of planets. <laughs> you they can't be more fucked up than that. I'm sorry. No, you can't. <laughs> oh my god, he he just he he was just so evil that he just he was just clothes. Yeah. He was, he was a fucked up person. That, that <laughs> but yeah, and, and do like a scene like that where like the female might be my apprentice or something. Yeah. And I fucked the force into her, I guess. But like I said, cause I, I, for you, for what I'm seeing with you is that I see that you're going to be very creative and I'm looking forward to see what you create. <laughs> yes, I am. I actually did four videos tonight for Asher Auburn. He's going to be posting his mini vids soon okay. once they're edited. But it was me doing some domination stuff on him, just oh. uh, dominating him in multiple different ways, edging to um, making him come with a Hitachi on his cock and all types of fun things while he's tied down. Yeah. Okay, the Hitachi on the cop. I haven't tried it one day. It, it vibrates <laughs> and it we it was something we found out. Like, listen, <laughs> I just put it on his cock and turned it on, and he went, "Oh!" And I was like, "Oh, we're gonna use this for porn." <laughs> uh, shit, see, see what happens when you do porn. You find out things that you did not always. He could so, almost come without me jacking his cock off with the Hitachi. Like, he was about there, but he couldn't get there. So I had to start stroking his cock while the Hitachi was on his cock. But he, listen, the Hitachi almost made him burst without it. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, because the vibration will have you. He'll get you almost there. Yeah, the way he gets there, though, he, he is boom. Yeah, well, he was ready. He he came all over the Tachi, everywhere. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Oh my goodness. 
So, Miss Lady, I have really enjoyed talking to you. Um, and um, I didn't even get to everything, actually, that I wanted to talk about. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that's why, remember I told you I said I bring girls back to be smoke buddies. Let's this do is it. Part of the reason, this is part of the reason why. So, can I call you a smoke buddy? Yes, we can be smoke buddies. Yes, y'all heard it. And she will be back. She will be back. Cola King will be back. And <laughs> one of the places she will be back will be the premium smoke room for four ninety nine a month. You get to hear four premium podcasts plus premium episodes weekly. And all this for four ninety nine a month. And premium smoke room, Miss Lady, we talk even more candidly, more descriptively, more dirty, more uncensored. Name names, what have you. You feel what I'm saying? Because the subscribers are paying for you. So yeah. I'm definitely going to bring you back. With that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. You can go to my Twitter and it has my link tree that has my OnlyFans and my mini vids. And my mini vids and OnlyFans are under Cole Kink. So OnlyFans.com slash Cole Kink and minivids.com slash Cole Kink. So, find me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Find me at Cole Kink. See, there you go. And I so much enjoyed you, Miss Lady. (laughs) So, with that being said, you know how we end these people all day, every day, no matter whether it's the premium smoke room or the smokers' lounge. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Mom. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Spit Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week. On top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.